Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Amy. I'm great. Well, great's a relative term. I'm good. We'll go with good. <laughs> great to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, I love it. So um, I'm so glad we could get back together today and continue our discussion that we had a couple of months ago when we were talking about strategic planning and you know, really where people were in the process of doing that a couple of months ago. And it'll be fun today to reflect on if more and more clients are kind of moving into their new normal or what you like to call the Abbey normal, or <laughs> are you still in a process of bringing people along and kind of where, where are things um, as you see them today? Well, it's interesting because, um, so things are, I would say, the same. Um, I don't think things have really moved along. I think people's mindsets have shifted a little bit. But the main reason that things haven't shifted is that we have no answers. No one knows what this is going to look like, how long it's going to last. And if anything, you know, two months ago from when we talked, it, you know, our situation here in the United States as it relates to COVID is much, much worse. Um, and so as that reality dawns on people, it also dawns on people that we aren't going back to what it was. Even though you and I have been saying that for a long time, I think people are understanding that and therefore their level of anxiety is going up quite a bit. And yeah. that's hard on people. Yes, it is. It is really hard. I'm seeing that too. And, and I've dealt with it myself you know, mm -hmm. in my own life. Um, and so what do you think about this particular situation? What has been made this particular situation so incredibly difficult to navigate as a leader? Yeah, that's um, a good question. And I think uh, a lot of leaders are grappling with that because they don't uh, understand why this is so hard. My belief, the reason that it's so hard is because there's no precedent. Um, this is nothing like anyone had ever gone through. And so when you have a situation like this, or when, when leaders come to crisis, there's usually something that they can go back to and say, well, this is like this. So let me try this and they can try something. But this particular situation, you know, first of all, other than, you know, maybe myself or the rest of you weren't, you know, alive in 1918. Uh, but, um, the, <laughs> You know, there, there weren't computers, people worked very differently. I mean, the whole world was completely, completely different. And uh, so there's, there's nothing a leader can grasp at. There's no go by, if you will. And uh, so everybody's making it up on the fly. And depending yeah. upon uh, people's risk tolerance, those that have um, a higher risk tolerance, um, are, are fine. They're going to reinvent as they go. Those people that have low risk tolerance are stuck and they're not moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you see a correlation between a leader and how much in their role they've had to negotiate and take big risks showing up strongly today for them in their ability to navigate people towards the future. Absolutely. And the, the challenge is, because they don't know what the future looks like, it's hard for them to grab onto a North Star. 
well, we'll come through this and it's going to look like X, but nobody yeah. can say that definitively. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you can't say that with a lot of confidence. And when you're a leader, confidence is a lot. It accounts for a good deal of what you do. Um, and when you don't have that, it's very difficult for people to believe. And the longer this goes on, and we've been in it, you know, five months, six months now, um, people are losing hope. Uh, they're, you know, they're particularly, you know, with this last weekend and, you know, the unemployment, the extra unemployment left and all of the turmoil that we're having both uh, politically and uh, health-wise and social, social and uh, race and social justice. Um, it's just too much for some people to handle. And it's all this confluence of all these events that one by one, we might have been able to, to navigate. But you couple the three of those together and it's just a really volatile situation and leaders are unsure. They, they just don't know and they're tired. It's like they've been pulling this, this big boat uphill and, and there's no water in sight. And it's like, where, where am I going to put this thing? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So what do you tell those leaders, Mary? What advice do you have for those leaders that might be struggling to make decisions or to articulate a vision that they can't see? Well, there's two things. The first thing is to tell them that it's okay. It's okay not to know. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows for sure. Some people will say they know for sure, but we all know probably not. Um, and so it's okay not to have all the answers. Because I think once you give people permission um, not to know, it, they can let their guard down a little bit. And then they can think. Because if you're in that heightened state of anxiety all the time, you can't think. You know, you can't process information. And so you have to get down to the point where you can at least look at the alternatives, which goes to the second point, is that you have to have multiple strategies. You can't have only one because I could give you 10 different ways that this thing's going to end, some of which are really terrible and others are, of which are, you know, really, really good and probably Pollyanna-like thinking. Somewhere in the middle is going to be the right answer. But if you, if you have a, a variety of strategies for how it might turn out, well, how it might turn out, first of all, get a, get a clue on some possible visions, then you can work different strategies based on what ifs. It's your, basically your what if scenario. So as a CEO, you're going to have a toolkit now that has a whole lot more tools in it with a whole lot more strategies that you might employ depending upon how it turns out. Yes, and I would say to you, if you are a CEO listening, that your job in the coming weeks is to train your leadership team to think this way and to teach them, teach them strategic foresight, mm -hmm. um, meaning the ability to navigate in the fog without knowing and feeling more comfortable doing that. Right. And it starts with you take, um, laying down those steps and, you know, like you just talked about scenario planning, taking the factors that could happen and, and discussing like a football play, what play are you going to run if these right. two things converge? 
Right, right. It's the whole, if this, then that, if this, then that. So think of the leaders at any time in history, I think now you must be a coach. And what a coach does is get the best out of their people on in whatever circumstances they might find themselves in. So we're in unprecedented circumstances right now. And therefore, our job as leaders is to coach our people through that and allow them to make mistakes and encourage them off of the fixed mindset and to the growth mindset. And so it's a constant walking by their side, moving them, challenging them, questioning them, supporting them, all of the things that a good coach would do, that's what leaders need to do today. Yeah, because you brought up the risk-taking factor and, you know, making it okay to make decisions um, and making it okay to fail with a decision, but encouraging people to make a decision and lead from that perspective, you know, based on yeah. what we know. Definitely, because one of the things that psychologists will tell you this, that when people get high anxiety, when, when everything is anxious, when we're in this, this horrible state of uncertainty and unknown, the, the only thing you can do sometimes when, you, when you, there's all these things you could do out there and you're not sure which is the right path, it's like, which door do I pick? Any door will change your state. Any action will change the state. And so if you want to get back into control of where you were as a leader, but don't feel like you are today, do anything. Just make a decision. Pick a door. Pick a door. <laughs> Even if it's a small decision, just make was, one. Because it'll that game show where the doors and you guys Exactly, the right? Yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but you know, door number two. <laughs> door number two. Yeah, because what, what that encourages is that short-term leadership, the ability to choose and make a decision, get people mobile again, leading their teams, and then the ability to, as to, I call it ambidextrous, to work within the now and to be able to look at a future vision and navigate towards whatever that could be, even though it's socked in and fog and you can't see it. Right, because you're blocking and tackling for something you don't, you can't see. You know, you're 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 not sure what it is, but you know you have to do something. And so you can you can break your people up into different teams. You can do all sorts of whiteboarding. You can do all sorts of imagining, and you can have team A, B, C, and D, and each of them is set up to handle a particular strategy. Should that uh, come to pass. I mean, for example, I mean, let's just be clear. The way we work is going to change permanently. So yes. how do we adapt that? How do we bring that into our organizations? Our customers are going through exactly the same things. Yeah. How are we continuing to engage our people? How are we keeping them healthy and happy and learning? All of those things are things we can be doing now without knowing the future. So, right. so those we are day-to-day -day actions or execution uh, strategies that you can be working on. Mm -hmm. And like you say, it helps you psychologically to know you're in control and you're working on something. Yes. Like what door should I open? Right. Well, and everybody wants to contribute. I mean, that the one thing I am seeing, which is really interesting, is that employees who would otherwise have been in the category that we fondly refer to as slacker, um, are suddenly not so slackerish. 
and, and it's like, huh. And, and, they're, uh, and some of them are really, really productive at home. Uh, now versus, you know, nobody would have predicted that because they weren't particularly the best producers in the office. And now, in fact, they're very engaged. Um, so I think if we kind of open up our minds, throw out some of our old paradigms, uh, we will see different behaviors and potentially have better outcomes. That's great. I love it. So, so as leaders are working their 2021 plans out, um, what, what are some final thoughts you have for them for planning for next year, the calendar year? Since there's more that we don't know, we're kind of in the same spot. Well, I think what they can do is, uh, in the couple of strategic plannings that I've been in so far this year, it's like, okay, let's go, let's plan for uh, best case, mid case, and worst case. Let's come up with three different strategies or three different potential outcomes about where we're gonna be in three years. And then what we're trying to do is pick uh, several strategies that apply to all three outcomes. Yeah. So that are going to need to be done in any of those three. And then what mitigating factors do we need to play, put in place for each of those potential outcomes? And minimally, what needs to happen in 2021? Because at this point, I think it's probably unrealistic to go out too far because yeah. you don't know. There's right. too much unpredictability. We don't know when a vaccine is going to be here. We don't know if the vaccine will be distributed appropriately. We don't know if people will actually take the vaccine or whether it'll work. You know, so there's all these things. So we could be in this for the long haul. So then what does that look like for 2021? It's not like business is going to stop. There will be business. <laughs> so yeah. how, do our, how do our customers want to buy? Um, what are the opportunities we can take advantage of? And, you know, what, what can we do as an organization to um, do the best that we can do given the circumstances? So I think there's a lot we can do for 2021. Yeah, and what opportunities now exist for us that didn't in the past? Exactly, that's what we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Mary, thank you so much. It's great to see you and you always inspire me with your wisdom and ideas and um, thank you for having iced tea with me today. Cheers. <laughs> Great to be with you. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for the Take opportunity. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.